Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Lars. And on today's Going In Raw News Brief, Daniel Bryan pushing for more NXT call-ups. We've got an injury update for Nick Jackson, and we preview SmackDown. But first, is Jay White actually done with New Japan? Larson, what's in the news? So after Jay White, you sound very earnest there asking about that. What's in the news? I real this is actually very kind, concerned. This is kind of shocking to me, Larson. What is in the yeah. news? <laughs> what is in the news? This is in the news, Steve. So after Jay White's lost Kota Bushi main event night two, Wrestle Kingdom fifteen, Jay said in his post match uh, comments. That after New Year's Dash, he said, that's it. Mm-hmm. Done. Yeah. Sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. I like that. That's been picked up where he's slamming it. Did you ever watch the whole thing yet? No, not yet. All right. I need to. <laughs> don't look down on me like that. He's not actually leaving. That's a work. He's not actually know. leaving. I don't is know. He? I don't know. Because Super Cast took the Twitter saying this, quote, several sources have indicated there is some doubt whether Jay White will extend his New Japan Pro Wrestling contract, rumored to be up at the end of the month. WWE are believed to be making a strong play for him, and it's 50-50 whether he stays or goes. So following up on Super uh, J-Cast's report, uh, Russell Votes tweeted, quote, lots of Jay White WWE rumors swirling, and I could say with certainty that a few of the boys have went out of their way to speak highly of him, and that resonates with some more than others. It's game time. Games in quotes. Of course, Triple H is the game. That's not a good move to go there. It's. I don't think it's a good move. I don't think it would be a good move for him to go to AEW either. (laughs) I think that he's so perfect. He's he's great. Like, look, when he debuted a Switchblade, we were like, wow, you know, this guy has. This is a great starting point. You know, he's not grizzled enough. He's grizzled now, but he's doing some really, really great work. And New Japan has seemingly, like, put a, a rocket to his back. Yeah, yeah. And, like, sent him to the moon. It's like, yeah, he didn't win at Wrestle Kingdom, but that's because Kota Bushi is a god. Um, but also because New Japan, they utilize long-term storytelling. That in two years, that loss will make a lot more sense, and his loss at Wrestle Kingdom this year will actually lead to something. That's generally how they approach their storylines. Yeah, you know? you know, I these days... I sort of tamper expect uh, temper expectations on that because they gave they put the title the titles on evil for a second. Now, at that point, I was like, 
Mm, that, that 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 doesn't make any sense. Well, not every not every not every creative decision is 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 gold, you know. But uh, I think by and large, the how they how they do the creative and the main event scene in New Japan is interesting. Not always great. Well, it's but not interesting. It's, yeah, it's not W. No, no, yeah, it's not it's not WWE. I, I look. I like when I when I watch New Japan, which admittedly I don't get to nearly as much as I do. The wrestling is spectacular. Uh, the 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 storylines are. Uh, definitely interesting because they don't adhere. They don't. They're not forced to adhere to uh, uh, twists and turns every single week. I mean, just by necessity, the, you know, understanding. I what is what I think. Understanding that their shows are, you know, a run on a big show to big show basis. Um, you know, they, they plan out their 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 stories are just told differently. Like it's mm-hmm. and yeah, it is totally interesting the way they do that. Um, and like you said, like not every booking decision is you know I find you know, appealing or even, you know, uh, understandable. Um, that being said, Jay White is such a great fit in new Japan. Like he, it just really feels like he belongs there. Um, now, you know, he's a big boy. Uh, it's, it's absolutely on him to test out the, the market for sure. And hopefully he tries up his value and hopefully he lands where he wants to land. I mean, for all we know, WWE is the thing for him and he feels that he's in a, he's in a spot. He just, maybe he feels that, yeah, he's not going to get hotter than this. Um, you know, but dude, it wasn't he like 26 or something like that. He's 28. He's 28. Yeah. yeah. I mean, still super young, super man. young. Yeah. Super young. That's really, and, young. and, uh, to, to accomplish what he has at such a young age already is pretty remarkable. And as you said, you know, uh, new Japan seems to be a hundred percent behind him yeah. for good reason. Cause he's a super talented yeah. dude. Um, don't you just wait so, out Vince? Don't you just don't, I mean, even if, even if he, Vince can't be around in like six years, right? When Jay's 34, which is know. like, you know, prime for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I wait know. till he's gone. I don't know. <laughs> wait till he's gone, know. man. I don't know. I don't, I honestly don't know. I don't know. Maybe don't he know. wants to surf. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It's Again, it's 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 what he you know. At the end of the day, it's what he wants. Yeah, what he sure. thinks is best for his career. Yeah. You know, we've both really enjoyed seeing his work in New Japan, seeing him evolve as a performer. Mm-hmm. Um, in the span of what two years since he's debuted as yeah, three years, I guess. It's already three been maybe. three now. Yeah, since he debuted as Switchblade. Mm-hmm. Like you know, uh, he's so comfortable in that role. He's yeah. so good. Yeah. You know, this I, you really should watch his backstage comments after his lost Kota Bushi. They're really good. It's really good. The thing is, that's not going to be how it like his his in, his in ring will translate wherever he goes. But I also kind of feel like there is a stark difference between how promos are cut with English speaking performers and even how backstage press their little press conference promos are done you know, versus the traditional, you know, American way of cutting promos and doing interviews. And I mean, I, I honestly, I, I see it sort of in the same manner as I don't think Kenny Omega's promos are nearly as effective in AEW, even though he's being the same character now as he was in New Japan from when he was in New Japan. I just think that there's a difference in how they try to get their promos across. And it's difficult to explain in words, really. But well, there's I think a here's difference in how they do it. There is to an extent. I think there's one aspect of it that's different, and that in it, seemingly the post-match uh, comments uh, in New Japan shows, mm-hmm. it's all about, first and foremost, it seems about 
uh, uh, moving the story forward, mm-hmm. moving character forward. Yeah. Whereas the American approach, I can't remember who said this. I think it was Paul Heyman talked about it, where he was he was talking about cutting a promo, and he thought it was really good. And he goes backstage, and someone gives him crap for it because he, he didn't sell the show. Yeah, sure. But I think for an American, uh, based on storytelling, is you have an arc that leads to a pay per view. Mm-hmm. Your goal is to get people to tune in the pay per view and spend money on the pay per view, mm-hmm. or in a different sense, to get people to want to show up, buy tickets. You're trying to sell a product essentially, and I think the ultimate goal in American, uh, for American promos, the whole point of that is to sell a product, whether that's yourself, whether that's the the brand, whether it's a pay per view. I don't know if that's necessarily the overarching goal with these backstage comments. I think that's one difference. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think that the, the in New Japan, you know, what I see, what I see when they do that, is a true simulation of a sport. Mm-hmm. Where in WWE and AEW, I don't see that. I don't think that's the goal. I think the goal is to be entertaining. And I don't think the goal isn't to be entertaining in New Japan. I just feel that they view entertainment as simulating an actual sport. Yeah, um, agreed. And and I think that also translates to like backstage comments. I think it's it translates to and especially I think it translates like when they're in the ring, there's a more there there is more of an efficiency in vocabulary. And so they have to make what they say more effective when they're doing like mm-hmm. a post match challenge, for example. And in yeah, WWE, yeah. they don't really care about that stuff. No, uh, they in, they'll in AEW, they the don't point. care about that stuff. No, they'll especially WWE. They'll belabor the point. They'll mm-hmm. go, they'll talk in circles for minutes before getting to the, what the. But I mean, we've seen that in is. AEW too. They say it's in AEW. Or I'm sorry, in WWE and AEW, it's hey, here's the mic. You have five minutes. X number of minutes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In New Japan, it's get your point across. And then you're good. There mm-hmm. really isn't much belaboring. I mean, sometimes if you're a heel, you'll be like Kenny used to belabor the point a bit uh, when he was like a bad guy, but in New Japan. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Look, whatever whatever is good for him is is great. You know, WWE. Yep. You know, they want him. Uh, you know, wh- wherever he ends up, I-, I hope that you know they'll make the most of what he can bring to the table because as we've seen, it's been great. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that Vince McMahon is the guy to be calling those shots, dude. It, that. Kind of, I mean, look at what they did with Aleister Black. I, I always go back to that. Like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. been plenty of other success stories in WWE. You have Aleister Black. You can't. You don't know what to do with him, and you're going to bring in somebody else of his caliber. That yeah. it's like a complete package. You're not. No, man, no. Well, let, let's skip. Let's skip here to this next story because I think it kind of somewhat relates. So, uh, in this week's Wrestling Observer newsletter, Dave Melser uh, talks about the recent reports that Damian Priest is in line for main roster call up, um, and, and notes. Quote, Daniel Bryan in particular with his role in creative has been pushing to bring in more NXT talent to SmackDown to freshen things up. But the counter has been the track record of everyone brought up in the last two years from NXT and how Vince ends up losing interest in them and that there is a roster full of guys who could be used that aren't even on television now. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, the, 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 the latter half of this about the, the more recent track record is true, but... The, that's the way this is phrased. And if that's the mentality backstage, it's almost like they're powerless to do anything about that. Like it's in theory, the possibility exists. They could change that track record. Well, they can bring up someone from NXT and actually do something with it. I mean, this is a weird quote anyways, because who's countering that? Like who, who's like Daniel Bryan is backstage saying, Hey, we need to bring up more guys. Mm-hmm. But the counter to that is they're not used. Great. Yeah. Who I mean, is somebody making that case backstage? 
Like I don't I don't I don't even understand this this quote really. That's that's the that's the gist I get, but I don't yeah. know who would be the one backstage like, "Well, we should we can't call them up because they're not used correctly." Yeah, right. That'd be a weird thing to like, yeah. you know. I mean, it's true. I mean, but <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 100% true, but uh also in here uh, Melser talks about um uh, I don't know if you'd heard this. It kind of came out earlier in the week from Meltzer about how uh, Priest, you know, he was supposed to debut initially mm. uh, on uh, last week's SmackDown, mm-hmm. and they were going to have the storyline where he was going to be uh, tagging or, or helping out Kevin Owens, yeah. like he was supposed to be his friend or something. Yeah. And and basically everybody involved, Owens and Reigns, were like, well, this doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. You know? Was and, Oh, and, that, and I, I didn't not, hear that part. That was the pushback from them saying, yeah, why it doesn't make he, any sense, so let's just, and, and so let's just not do it. Um, oh, and there's nothing in sense. here that Daniel Bryan was the one who pitched the idea of, of Damian Priest necessarily being Kevin Owens' friends. That's nowhere in here, in here is this, yeah. that indicated. Um, just that Daniel Bryan is is pushing to bring up more NXT talent. Um, so I mean, I guess in one sense, it, it, it's nice that if if Kevin Owens and, and Roman Reigns feel like, from a creative standpoint, story beats being pushed upon them by creative aren't working or don't mm-hmm. make sense because they're hundred percent right. That wouldn't make any sense. It wouldn't make any sense. Um, then that's whole, that's Kevin Owens whole story. He has no friends cause he betrayed them all. Yeah. And then poof, one just materializes from yeah. NXT. Doesn't make any sense. Hey, how's he going? With, no, with no history. Doesn't make any sense. Anybody want to do um, that? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I appreciate that they, they feel like, okay, this is, this isn't going to work. This doesn't make any sense. Let's think of something else. Mm-hmm. That's good that they feel like they have that equity with creative or with Vince to go up to him and say, let's think of another way to do this. Yeah. But yeah. it's it's, but at the same time, you know the track record of late with NXT call-ups have not been great. Each show, each each brand, Raw, SmackDown, NXT's fine. Watch NXT UK this morning; that was fun. Um, yeah. I might make that a Friday tradition. Uh, yeah, dude, I don't know, man. Like each show desperately needs its own culpable, accountable showrunner that yeah. is not does not answerable to Vince, and they all need to be under fifty. I mean, seriously. It, it, that's that's a fact, or even under sixty. You know, like I don't know, Daniel Bryan have him run SmackDown. <laughs> have have yeah. uh, I don't know who else run Raw, uh, Triple H. I guess I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 bizarre to me that you, the biggest wrestling company in the world and like they can't get the simplest things down right. Like it wouldn't make any sense. Oh, I have no friends. And then hey, how's it going? Who are you? Hi, I'm your best friend, <laughs> Damian Priest. Remember when we were kids being best friends? <laughs> I'm bringing my childhood best friend, Damien Priest. Hey, how's it going, Kevin? Remember when we were in Boy Scouts together? <laughs> yes, I do remember that. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this one. Speaking of best friends, uh, Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins, nobody ever accused them of being best friends, but that might actually happen because Fightful Select, and go subscribe to Fightful Select. Go subscribe to Fightful Select. They just the put this story up today, and usually we like to let... Fightful Select, get that money uh, and let these stories breathe. But this is sort of a small little gospy bit here. Uh, that's kind of it's a feel good story. Uh, Fightful Select issued a report today, which suggests that Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins may have squashed their beef, stating that they were told that Riddle and Rollins seemingly discussed their issues. And apparently Riddle apologized to Rollins for some disparaging comments his wife made about Becky Lynch. Um, the last time we saw them even in the same proximity was Seth Rollins last match. It was a survivor, survivor series, series yeah. match, uh, where Matt Riddle and him were on opposite teams and they very conspicuously were not 
near each other in that match at all. Seth Rollins had an early exit when he decided to give himself the finger poke of doom, basically. Uh, and uh, But, yeah, so apparently they have maybe squashed their beef. I hope that's the case. Uh, I mean, I, you know, these are two of the best entering competitors we've had of this generation. It would be a shame if we never got to see them actually interact mm-hmm. in a match together. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, Seth Rollins, obviously, I mean, that stuff that stuff is out in the public. You could see what Matt Riddle's wife said about, you know, uh, his wife. And, uh, yeah, some apologizing, I would think, needed to, needed to happen. Yeah, would there. be in order. We in, would be in order, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Would be in order. Yeah. Uh, last bit of news before we get to our SmackDown preview. So uh, following, I think shortly after this week's Dynamite on Wednesday, uh, Wrestling Observer's Brian Alvarez reporting that uh, one half of the AEW Tag Team Champions, Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks, fear that he may have suffered a broken leg following a spot with Jack Evans during the oh. opening bout. Again, a Dynamite is a bit where Jack Evans does the 630 and, and Nick gets his knees up oh um and uh, i guess you know he got through the rest of the match um but uh, it was explained here that's why nick didn't do a super kick at the end um Mm. when uh Mm. pillman jr and griff garrison got their hands on kenny anyway so late yesterday however alvarez said that nope jackson has not broken his leg instead dealing with the leg contusion Mm. so that's good all right that's good because here i've got treatment for a leg contusion you wrap your thigh with a wet bandage to insulate the skin. Frequently ice the injury for 10 to 30 minutes. Use crutches for second and third degree contusions. Isometric exercises while using ice. Stretching in a thigh sleeve. So none of that seems terribly invasive, Larson. That's good well, I think. It, I think the, I wonder if the contusion is like on his shin or something. Oh, yeah, that could be too. He got his knees up, you know. Lots of ice and uh, and wrap. Yeah, ice and, and ice and rest. Good to go, Nick. You'll be good. That dude is terrific in the ring, man. He's really terrific. You got that right. You got that right. You know what else is terrific? SmackDown on a week-to-week Smackdown, basis. Man. I am actually a big fan of SmackDown. Same. Tonight on SmackDown, Street Profits take on Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode in a SmackDown tag team title match. Another one? Didn't they just they didn't they do a tag title match last week? That was a non-title match. Was that a non-title match? I thought so. They had, no, on Christmas they had it was a tag title match. Oh, okay. Well, they went they came in on the on last week's show and beat up the the Street Profits. So oh, yeah. I guess they earned themselves another title opportunity. Good job. Well done. Uh also Apollo Crews, the challenge Intercontinental Champion Big E for the Intercontinental title. I really I know we didn't uh we didn't review SmackDown last week because it was uh New Year's. No, it's but, a fun show. Uh, Apollo, yeah, he had a little great that was a really cool little moment for Apollo. I'm glad he's getting some mm-hmm. screen time. No way he's gonna it's win good. this, but uh maybe it'll keep him on TV in some way, shape, or form. Maybe Sammy's gonna come so. out and interfere or something like that. And, I hope so. I hope so because yeah, I really enjoyed uh, uh, much of Apollo Cruz's US title reign over on Raw. I thought they actually gave him a real opportunity to showcase what he could do, and I thought he did. I thought he did great. Every time, it'd be a bummer. Yeah. It'd be a bummer for him to get drafted to to SmackDown and get kind of lost in the shuffle again. Every time he's on the screen and he has an opportunity to do something, he does a really good job with it. Mm-hmm. Give mm-hmm. him something meaty to chew on, man. Yep. Yep. All right. Anyways, that's going to do it for us. Hopefully, you'll join us live tonight at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson for our SmackDown recap because those are always a lot of fun. Uh, and, but yeah, thanks for watching, everybody. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Friendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade, 
live power rank, vintage 10 for the wins, and ask Steven Larson. Get access to Friendo Club TV today by becoming a $5 and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. list you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's list is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.